You're listening to Language Casters Football Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name's Damien, and welcome to week 13 of Language Casters Football Podcast, the show for all students of the beautiful game. Now, I'm currently in Tipperary in Ireland, and I'm recovering from the wonderful events of the past 10 days of my team, Tottenham. We'll take a look at them and many other pieces of football news from around the world in this week's Good, the Bad and the Ugly. We'll then follow that with a report on the Barcelona Dream Team of the 1990s. And then Damon's here with another English for Football expression. And of course, we'll wrap it all up with our weekly predictions battle. Let's go! Right, so let's get started with this week's show. Damon, how are you doing? Very well indeed, Damien. How about yourself over there in Ireland? Um, I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, enjoying uh, Tottenham's resurgence this week. Uh, what's the weather like there in Tokyo, mate? It's very nice indeed. Beautiful sunset tonight and it looks good for the weekend. How about you? No, we've got wind, rain, and it's dark here at one o'clock in the afternoon. Great Irish weather. All right, let's talk about uh, the footballing week. Uh, what was good for you this week, Damon? Well, for me, it was good for Brian Clough, or Cloughy to most English football fans. Um, he's going to get a statue put up in his honour in the centre of Nottingham. Now, this outspoken, colourful coach of Derby and Nottingham Forest, remember he won two European Cups with Forest and he won the championship with both of those clubs. Um, although he passed away four years ago in 2004, he played for England twice. Um, however, he was ignored for the England manager's job. So I think this statue is a fitting tribute to a great manager from the English game. Very good indeed for Cluffy. How about you? Well, it's been good for uh, Alessandro Del Piero uh, as the Juventus forward scored two great goals against Spanish giants Real Madrid in the Champions League this week. Uh, now, having scored a wonder goal against the Spanish side two weeks ago, it seems that Del Piero's on a roll, much like his club team Juventus, who've now won five on the trot. Good for them indeed. Talking of the Champions League, it was not so good for Australian side Adelaide as they were thrashed 3-0 in the first leg of the Asians Champions League final against Gamba Osaka from Japan. They were completely outplayed and will have it all to do in the second leg next week if they wish to become the first ever Australian champions of Asia. Damon, what was bad for you? Well, I'm sure this is going to be good news for you because my bad is it's been pretty bad for Arsenal recently. Let's just review what's been going on with that team. Uh, they threw away the game at home against your team, their derby rivals Tottenham, and they eventually uh, drew that game 4-4. That was followed by a loss at Stoke, remember Premier League newcomers. Uh, the Gunners went down limply 2-1, um, and in that game Van Persie was sent off for a petulant shove on the Stoke goalie Sorensen, and Adebayor and Walcott picked up injuries and were stretched off. And then at home in the Champions League, they were toothless in a nil-nil draw with Turkish side Fenerbahce. Remember, this is the side that they trounce 5-2 in Turkey. Next up for Arsenal, Manchester United. I think it's bad for the Londoners. Now, that was bad, but now it's time to talk about ugly. And for me, it was pretty ugly for Lionel Messi uh, spitting at Duda during Barcelona's win over Malaga. Now, spitting happens on the football pitch a lot, but usually a player's spitting on the ground, not at another player. Uh, but Barcelona and Argentina's Lionel Messi has been caught on camera spitting uh, at Duda. Messi, come on, we want to see your beautiful side, not this ugly one. Damien, what's your ugly? 
Well, I'm going to go back to the Copa Sudamericana because it continues to make the headlines for all the wrong reasons as yet again a match involving Brazilian and Argentinian sides erupted into violence. This time it was Botafogo and Estudiantes in the quarterfinal second leg match and Brazilian defender Andre Luis was then sent off for grabbing the referee's yellow card from his pocket and waving it at him in clear descent. He had to be taken off the field by his own players. Crazy stuff from Andre Luis, pretty ugly indeed, although you can see the video on our site at languagecaster.com. We've already talked about Lionel Messi, the Barcelona player, in the good, the bad, the ugly section earlier on the show. Now, most people think he's one of their best players. A lot of people think he's uh, one of the best players in the world. Um, but what about Barcelona? Uh, Damien is now going to take a look at one of the greatest sides uh, in Europe. Barcelona currently sits on top of the Spanish league after yet another fantastic performance, this time away at Malaga, to record their eighth win in a row. The style of football being played is superb, with players such as Messi, Iniesta, Xavi and Bojan all starring week in, week out. They're being compared to the great Barcelona dream team of the early 90s, which is apt, as current coach Pep Guardiola was a key member of that side. Johan Cruyff, the Dutch superstar and the inspiration for the Catalan side's title win of 1974, was appointed the manager in 1988 in an attempt to turn the club's fortunes around. At that time, there was only one side in Spain, and that was Real Madrid, who thanks to Butragueño, Michel, Martin Vázquez and Hugo Sánchez dominated La Liga with five titles in a row from 1986 to 1990. But Cruyff didn't just want to regain the title from Madrid, he wanted to do it in style. And so he decided to build his team around a young local playmaker, Pep Guardiola. He became the heart of the Catalan side, and alongside other wonderfully gifted passers of the ball, Amor, Baquero, Bigiristain and Eusebio, they started to threaten Madrid's dominance. There was still some work to do, however, to finalise the team, and at a time when European clubs were only allowed two and then three overseas players, each team had to choose carefully. Then Cruyff struck gold, first with Dutch sweeper Ronald Koeman and then Danish superstar Michael Laudrup. Later, Bulgarian Christo Stoichkov and Brazilian forward Romario also had very successful spells at the club. They won four titles in a row, scored loads of goals in doing so and won the hearts of neutral fans everywhere with their slick passing game and attacking mentality. They also won the club's first ever European Cup in 1992 thanks to Ronald Koeman's free kick against Sampdoria at Wembley. while the only downside was that they didn't win another. Indeed, they were thrashed 4-0 by AC Milan in the 1994 final, which signalled the end of Johan Cruyff's reign. Is this side the new dream team? Guardiola says no, but if they keep playing the way they are, then who knows, maybe Dream Team 2 
will dominate Spanish and European football for the next few years. Let's hope so. Yes, that's an interesting thought, isn't it? Can Barcelona be as good as they used to be? It's a question that I, I'm always thinking about. Liverpool, myself, can they be that team of the 70s uh, and 80s and dominate Europe and uh, England? I wonder. Uh, but don't get me started. Don't worry, Damon. We won't get you started. Though I always thought for a side to dominate domestically, they needed to beat the teams at the bottom of the league. Sorry about that, mate. Now, a quick reminder that you can download the transcript for that report on Barcelona by coming along to the site at www.languagecaster.com. Now, there are also worksheets with answers for those listeners wanting to practice their English. Next up, we have English for Football with Damon. This week's English for Football phrase is to be on a roll. To be on a roll means that you're having a long period of increasing good fortune. Things are continuing to get better and nothing bad is happening. We might use it in gambling, when someone keeps winning, for example. In football, if a team is on a roll, they are having a good run of good results. If a player is on a roll, maybe they're scoring a goal every game. Tottenham Hotspur and Hoffenheim are both teams on a roll at the moment. The Premier League side, Tottenham, have won three out of their last four games. Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga are doing even better, with five victories in five games. I wonder if they can continue to be on a roll this weekend. To be on a roll. Yeah, thanks Damon for that. The Hoffenheim story in Germany is a remarkable one indeed. Now, another team on a roll at the moment is AC Milan in Italy, and they, of course, have just signed David Beckham on loan. And so we asked you last week in our football poll what you thought of that decision. Now, though a slight majority thought it would be a good idea, there didn't seem to be too much interest in the topic overall. So for this week's poll, we want to ask you your thoughts on the Champions League. Simply come along to the site at languagecaster.com, and on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see the poll question. Make a choice and leave a comment. We'd like to say thanks to all those who did send in comments last week, particularly Andy for his opinion on the racism in football piece we did last week. Next up, we have predictions. Finally, I stopped Damon's roll and managed to get a few scores correct last week. I got three perfect results to win 10-3, but Damon still leads by almost 20 points. How about this week? So for this week's predictions, uh, we're going to start off in the Premiership with uh, Arsenal and Manchester United. Uh, Damon, what do you think of that one? Well, I've already mentioned the fact that Arsenal have had a very dismal run of form recently, and uh, they're hosting one of the informed sides, Manchester United, with their fearsome striking power. And um, I can only see one result in this game. Yes, it's going to be... 2-0 to Arsenal. <laughs> You're completely mad. Uh, this will be a 1-1 draw. Um, Arsenal need to get something, otherwise their season's going to fall apart, and I think they'll get a 1-1 draw, although they don't have too many strikers to choose from. Now, uh, in the Bundesliga, we've got Hamburg and Dortmund. 
Uh, Martin Yol, uh, leading Hamburg, of course, still got a soft spot for the former to- uh, Tottenham manager. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. What do you think? Yeah, well, you seem to be going for the, you know, sitting on the fence here with all these draws. Um, I feel decisive this week. And again, I'm going to go for another home victory here. And it's going to be a 1-0 victory to Hamburg. With that, we're going to move to Italy. Serie A, we've got Inter against Udinese. Top teams here in this in Serie A. What do you think, Damien? Well, I was going to go for a draw, but you've been slagging me off, so I'm going to go for a uh, a one nil Inter victory against Udinese to uh, to get Jose's team back towards the top of the table. What do you think? Uh, I've got bad memories of uh, Mourinho. You know, I'm a Liverpool fan. Don't like him. Don't like the guy. Hope his teams always lose, but they're not going to. They're going to win this one 2-1. Now, we've got a huge game from Turkey. We've got uh, the local derby between Fenerbahce and Galatasaray. I think this is actually uh, a derby between two teams from different continents. Uh, Damon, what do you think? Oh, well, it's huge, isn't it? It's always consistently voted as one of the biggest derbies in the world, this game. And uh, it's such a tough one to call. I usually go with home advantage in these games or a draw, and I might sit on the fence with this one and go 1-1. No, sorry, Fenerbahce are a appalling side, and uh, they're going to lose this one to Galatasaray 2-0, and Luis Aragonés will be fired afterwards. Now, if that's a big game in Turkey, what about the big one in Greece? It's Panathinaikos and Olympiakos. What do you reckon? Oh, well, this one is so easy to predict. It's obviously going to be uh, 2-0 to Panathinaikos. I'm not sure if it's going to be that easy, but I do agree with you. I think Panathinaikos will win. They had a fantastic win in the Champions League uh, in Germany. Um, and I think they're going to win this one 2-1. OK, and now moving to Brazil, another uh, big game. Palmeiras against Grêmio. Um, well, both of these uh, teams have a chance of winning their championship. What do you think, Damien? The uh, top of the table in Brazil is is a tight affair, and I think this would be a 2-1 away victory for Grêmio. Interesting. Away victory. I'm always, I, yeah, I just don't like those away calls, but I think it's going to be 3-0 to Grêmio. Wow. Now, talking of 3-0, that was the score in the first leg of the Asian uh, Champions League final between Gamba and Adelaide. The second leg is next week in Australia. Can Adelaide come back, Damon? No, they can't. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a, probably a one-nil victory to Gamba away. They're going to seal it easily, and uh, Australia won't have their first Asian Champions League champion. How about you? Well, I agree they won't be champions, but I think they might win the game two-one. So Adelaide two, Gamba one. They're my predictions for the week. Okay. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, enjoy all of the football, and see you next week. All right, thank you. Goodbye.